We are answering your amazing questions in 2021's final mailbag on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for sending your questions. we got six really good questions here to talk about today uh, on the final mailbag episode of 2021. Want to go in depth a little bit more on these six. We'll have two in each segment. And I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you again. I'm Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins. Now three days a week coverage as we push our way through this lockout. Let's get to the questions. Really excited to uh, to dive into the mailbag. First one is from our friend Andrew. Andrew doing a great job at Twins Daily. You can check out his work. He had a piece today about uh, the rookies in 2021 and ranking those rookies and how they performed. Question for lockdown. What role do you think Giovanni Moran will have in 2022? Will he start in the big leagues? This is interesting. And I wrote about Moran a little bit in my uh, breakout prospects article because I think what he showed us last year in his limited time in the majors, he really didn't pitch very much and didn't pitch all that well, you know, the overall numbers, but he did show us that that changeup is a legitimate weapon. And I think Cody Perkle tweeted out a video of one of Moran's changeups. I always say Moran, Moran, one of Moran's changeups uh, from last year, and it is nasty. I mean, that pitch is going to play. The pitch is going to play against lefties and righties. Fastball, if he can get that thing up, 93-94, going to play. And I think one of the biggest pros for Moran is that a lot of the time in his minor league career, he was going multiple innings. And I think you can put him out there in the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning, if you wanted to. I think the role he's going to play, Andrew, and for those wondering, this is my my educated guess at the role he's going to play and the role I would put him in to start 2022, to start straight out of spring training, is he's your long reliever slash kind of utility reliever. Because at this point, like, he hasn't proven a whole lot, definitely. But at this point, like, I'd feel pretty comfortable if you have two lefties coming up and the Theo bars down or Rogers is down and you want to go to Moran I'm I'm okay doing that even if it's lefty righty lefty because he has that change up to neutralize the righty in between if that makes sense so I'd be fine doing that late in games late and close like twins are up four two you know three one two run lead and it's the eighth inning and Moran comes in and pitches the eighth inning fine with that I also think he would fill a, a wonderfully kind of nuanced role, a starter goes short, which I think with this Twins rotation, you're going to see some short starts uh, at this point, definitely. And this this will lead into another question we have about expectations for next year. But if you have a short start, two, three innings, go to Moran for the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Like, let him pitch because he has that changeup, and I can't stress this enough. He's not limited to matchups, even though he is a lefty. Like, Caleb Theobar has been great for the Twins, and I ranked him, I think I gave him – second place for Twins Pitcher of the Year last year, has been great for them. 
but you still got to spot him up against against lefties. Like you still don't feel great about about putting Theobar in with multiple righties coming up, and that's the case with a lot of lefties. If if you're a lefty who can get righties and lefties out, you're Josh Haders, you're Aroldis Chapman's, you're Taylor Rogers of the world. It's it's elite and it's rare. And I think for Moran, he has the capability and the potential to be able to do that at the major league level. So um, that's a long way of saying, I think, yes, he will make the team out of spring training, Andrew. And I think he should be put into a flexible role in the bullpen where he can be used for multiple innings and he's down for a day or two. I'm not saying shuttle him back to St. Paul, but just be flexible. I think he can go 70 innings next year. Like he's, he's got innings on his arm. He pitched a lot. Uh, last year in the minors. And I think Moran is uh, an interesting breakout candidate, certainly for the Twins in 2022. I'm excited about him uh, coming out of the bullpen. David, David Youngs, my brother, how much money do I have to flake over to the Twins to get the Dome Dog back? There are some wonderful things about the Metrodome. And I know I see this a lot on Twitter. Like I see a lot of uh, nostalgia for the Metrodome and like my first twins memories will always be at the Metrodome. One of my first memories is going to game 163 in 2009 and watching the twins walk off the Tigers. Uh, amazing, amazing moment. They had some amazing moments there. Two world series wins there uh, at the Metrodome. Maybe the best thing about the dome was dollar dog Wednesdays. The dome dogs unreal target field is amazing. It's my favorite place on earth, but it just can't live up with their own dogs to the metrodome the dome dog the wednesday dome dog going out there there's nothing like it and so for david to be willing to fork over all the money he saved by buying one dollar hot dogs instead of five six seven dollar hot dogs on those wednesdays he's willing to put that back in for dome dogs again and i would go back in with you too david for the dome dog i miss it i miss those days at the dome love target field can't replace the dome dog so i don't know how much it would cost but again every dollar that you saved i would count up from the dollar dog wednesdays we had and put that toward the fund you're sending to the minnesota twins uh hopefully they turn that money into the roster and then just as an aside they bring back the dome dog but that's i'm not a businessman i'm just saying that might be the best uh, solution there. But David, amazing question. I love the Dome Dog. I miss it. Let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories and four grams of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Go to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Use promo code and get locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at built.com for 15% off. Thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Answering your questions 
Andrew and David, and now Tom, our Twins Daily folk. This just proves to you, people, nobody's bought in more than the Twins Daily folks on December 29th uh, in the middle of a lockout in the offseason. I just love it. I love to see these. Tom asks, which Miguel Sano are we more likely to see next season? The first half version, which he mentions, had a 705 OPS, did Sano in the first half of 2021, and an 847 OPS in the second half. Tom says you can't say somewhere in the middle because that's cheating. Which Sano are we more likely to see? Let me tell you, Tom. I think there. I think the Twins can take some action to make sure, or at least try, for Sano to be the second version. And one of those things, maybe they've done this before. I'm just not aware of it. I would start Miguel Sano every single day in spring training. Like if he's not at first, if he's not at third. DH him, DH him. Make sure he's getting at bat, seeing as many fastballs as possible. If you got a Zach Wheeler on the mound in spring training, or Nathan Yavaldi, or Tyler Glasnow, or whoever—I don't know if Glasnow will be back from um, Tommy John—but whoever on the mound in spring training and their common opponents in Florida, and it's a hard-throwing righty, make sure Miguel Sano's getting four plate appearances or as many as he can against that starter. I guess it would be two, maybe one in spring training. But if there's a hard-throwing reliever, pinch hit Miguel Sino late in the game that he's not starting. Like, make sure he sees as many fastballs as possible in game action in spring training. And maybe that'll help because it just always seems like he's late. With Miguel Sino, the what I always boil it down to, and it's like me and, and MLB the show, if you're late on the fastball and you're not on the fastball, you're, you're not going to hit the ball. And when Miguel Sino's on the fastball, when he's making consistent contact with fastballs, he does incredible damage as he did in the second half the problem is when he's not on the fastball he gets beat by both fastballs and off speed so you got to get him on the fastball as early as possible in 2022 how can you do it and i was thinking about this today as tom asked this great question i would just try to start him as much as you can in spring training against any hard throwing righty or lefty and just get him as many reps as possible against velocity uh I hope it's the second half version, Tom, and I'm going to say we're more likely to see the second half version because our sample would show that in 2019 and 2020 combined, Miguel Sano was a lot more like the second half of 2021 version than the 2021 first half version. So I will say the second half. I think there's things the Twins can do to hopefully help. Brad asks, any chance Polo Hori Polanco goes back to shortstop, allowing Luis Arise to be the everyday second baseman? Is it personal for Polanco, or was it the front office that made the move off shortstop? He said, let Arise start at second, let Polo DH and take care of that ankle. Um, yeah, it's a good question, Brad, because I think a lot of people are wondering this at this point. Like, the Twins haven't signed a shortstop, haven't been linked to any shortstops. Uh, we know they don't really have a shortstop replacement. Uh, so the most viable solution would be putting Polanco back at short. I think the twins made this decision for a couple different reasons. And I'll just pat myself on the back on the show for last year, very early in the off season, pointing out that this was a way that the twins could get better by moving Polanco to second and signing a shortstop. Uh, and they did, but I think they made this decision for two reasons, Brad. One, I do think that that error in the ALDS, Jorge Polanco's error at short stuck in their minds i think jorge polanco's ankle was a factor he was so poor at the plate in 2020 and defensively was awful in 2019 when i say awful like he still makes a lot of plays but awful in terms of compared to other major league shortstops um not good 
So they took those two things and they also looked at the market and they saw Marcus Semien, they saw Didi Gregorius, they saw Anderson Simmons, and they thought, here's a really great opportunity to get better, right? Here's an opportunity to add wins. I think it's very, very similar when they moved Miguel Sano to first base and put Donaldson at third. I think they realized that Sano defensively was slipping and just wasn't there and they could add a great defender at third, move Sano to first and just kind of fill two bird, hit two birds with one stone, right? And I think they realized that with Polanco. I think if Polanco had like a mediocre season at the plate and played in as many games as he did, because he did, he was, he was healthy pretty much all year. He had some stretches where he was dinged up, but if he had like a mediocre year, I think they'd be more willing to move him back to short. But I think because he had such a great year, an MVP level year was the twins MVP with, I think it was 33 homers, just in an incredible season and played a solid second base. If it ain't broke, don't fix it at that point. Right. I think the twins and myself and, I think a lot of fans too feel that moving Polanco back to short would be counterproductive. And because he was so good at second, maybe less wear and tear at second base is best for him. That it is interesting though, because you always want to find this spot for a rise. It's like, where can we get him back in the lineup? Because he, he needs to be in the lineup. So it is tricky to find that spot for him, but I think it's, it's not pretty, but he is going to be that utility guy. He's going to play at second. I think you're right. Polo will DH some days. I think Louie will play third. Donaldson will DH. I think, you know, the Louis will DH. I think they will get him involved as much as possible next year. And that was their plan, definitely, in 2021. I think Arise's role will be the same in 2022. And I think Polanco will stick at second. And I fully expect them to sign a shortstop because they have to. They really do have to sign a shortstop. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N to receive your bonus. Locked on twins with no twins. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Use the promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Answering the rest of these questions, Josiah, who do you think will be the biggest rookie contributor next season? I do think it's a great question, and I think it's a much better question than it was last year because we know how many pitching prospects are coming, right? How many pitching prospects we expect to see in 2022. It could be Jordan Balzavic. It could be Josh Winder. It could be Giovanni Moran. It could be Alex Kirloff. It could be Trevor Larnick. It, it could be Jose Miranda. Like it could be a whole lot of guys. If I was placing odds on it, the odds would, would swing to Kirloff and Miranda first because they're most likely to get the most playing time in 2022. So right off the bat, it's going to be Miranda and Kirilov, and then probably Larnick. And then I think it's a it's an interesting group. I think Balzavic, I think Duran's in there. Like I said, Winder's in there. I think Cantorino's in there potentially. I think there's a lot of rookies uh, we're going to see next year, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that possibility that one or two of them breaks out and becomes you know, part of the plans in a big way, like one of the best players on the team for 2023, and I, I hope that happens. Uh, I'll go Miranda because I, I've just been on the Miranda train forever. I mean, it feels like forever. 
Uh, I will go with Jose Miranda because I think he's going to play a lot. And I think he showed us um, quite a bit in 2021 in the minors. Leads me to this next question from Joel. He said he's personally full in on Miranda mania. I'm glad I started that Miranda mania. I want to see more of Trevor Larnick. I think he has amazing potential if he can figure out MLB breaking balls. And then Joel asks, what expectations do you have for the 2022 season? Or what are you most excited for in the 2022 season? Well, I've broken this down a little bit, Joel. Um, I think they can go one of three ways, right? I think it's three. They have three paths. One, you go half. You know, you go get Pineda. You go get Greinke. You go get, uh, I don't know, a couple other guys. Jose Iglesias filling at short and go get an outfielder, Corey Dickerson, and, and spend as you know much money as you can and get to 120 or whatever on payroll. And you go into next year with an over-under at 80 and a half or whatever it might be, getting getting better. Like if you sign Greinke and Pineda and Iglesias, it'll be a lot better than the team they're feeling now. Um, but not super exciting. I still think that plan allows for a lot of young guys to break through, especially if those are one-year deals. But the Twins have just shown this weird aptitude to not like cut guys. Like they kept Simmons, they didn't trade Pineda. You know, it seemed like Happen Shoemaker started games for way too long. It's just they didn't do that last year, but there was no one to come up and take their spot. So I do think it would be different. Um, I still think that gives them an opportunity to bring up Balazovic or Duran or uh, Winder. Those are probably the first three for 2022. Cole Sands as well. I don't want to forget about him. So it, it opens up that door. The second option is they do actually try and they trade for a Bassett or a Montas or Castillo or a Male or whoever. And uh, they try next year. And in that case, it's unlikely you'll see those pitching prospects until the second half of the season. Um, maybe even unlikely you'd see Jose Miranda every day because they're trying to win and, and Miranda's unproven. I think they'd give him an opportunity, but less likely than an option three where they're not rebuilding we're not using that word but they're punting that's the word i use they're punting they're using next year as an opportunity to see balazovic to see winder as soon as possible like i'm talking may i think you give them a couple starts at triple a immediately they're up jose miranda starts every day they make room for him they find spots for him to play four or five times a week and that's what you're looking at like a lot of young guys and that's exciting and that's kind of the conclusion i came to options two and three are actually the most exciting, even though three would probably muster the least amount of wins, right? Because three would be all the young guys. Maybe they break out. There's a chance. Like, you you, you have a chance that you're punting and the other team fumbles, uh, and you pick it up and score a touchdown. But most likely, it's going to be a fair catch, and you're just going to have to turn over on downs, and you look toward 2023. But hopefully, you have a better idea of what Miranda and Balzavic and Duran and Winder and all those guys are going to bring you, not just the guys who debut, but the guys who are pitching in the minors, you know, even at that point, Louis Varlin, Chase Petty, uh, go down the list. Matt Walner, so many guys they could see and get a read on for next year uh, and for 2023. So my expectations right now are are very low, of course. Like, I don't expect a whole lot from them next year, Joel. And um, I don't know why we would expect a whole lot from them, them next year because it's this team is worse than the one that they finished the season with. Uh, and that team finished in last place. Baseball is weird. It's hard to predict. Again, you leave open that that chance. But as currently constructed, it's hard to have any expectations. But that's not tied directly to excitement. Because I'm always excited for the Twins to play. And like I said, being a prospect guy and talking as much about these guys as we do, it would excite me to see all these guys next year. Like Even if the Twins are punting, I'm, I'm going to be critical of them. Because they had an opportunity, continue to have an opportunity to try to win with this position player group. But if they do decide to punt and to give Jordan Balazovic a look and to give 
Josh Winder a look and Cole Sands and and maybe even Louis Varland and all these guys a chance, Simeon Woods Richardson next year at some point, that's going to be exciting. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Jose Miranda with you, Joel. Like that's that's exciting to me um, to be able to see him. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to make moves after the break. It's just going to be uh, what those moves are and how substantial those moves are. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow, we'll do our top five most likely rookie of the year candidates. I'm sure, Josiah, you will love that because it kind of pertains to your question today. Uh, But we'll do top five most likely Twins rookie of the years for 2022 as we look toward the new year. Thank you again. Have a great day and go Twins.